This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Exciting game at the Barclays Center. Gordon and I will chat about it. Plus, there's changes in the NBA. Looks like Doc Rivers is coaching again. Chilling with you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Julian and Joe. Yeah, Joe Leo's back. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry Hardesty. Whew. Oh, they had them all the way. Yeah, never in doubt, right? Never in doubt. Come on, Gordon. Well, it, it is the Nets. It's the fourth quarter that kills them. Yeah. It's the fourth quarter. Joe Leo and I, I was just trying to, you know, this is not the night for Joe Leo to come back from being sick. No, you he know, feels they, sick all over again. He, I, he had something different before, but now he just feels ill. He, you know, he's, he's got the Nets flu right now. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the Nets guard. had something in the fourth quarter, too. They need a point guard, Gordon. There's nobody to direct that offense. That's why they're so competitive for the first three quarters and then in the fourth quarter when teams turn up their defense. There's nobody to direct this offense. It's 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 a mishmash. Nobody knows where to go. Nobody knows what to do. It's it's every man for himself, and that's what happens. This might be an overreaction on my part. I'll be okay. the first to admit that. All right. But my takeaway from this game tonight between the Knicks and Nets is the Nets should move. They should move to another city where they can actually have a fan base. That place sounded like, forget about a Nick home game. It sounded like a Nick playoff game. It did. It was all, and it's one thing if you don't have a great fan base and the other team's fans buy up some of the tickets in the upper ring of, of whatever stadium you're playing in. Mm-hmm. It was people sitting under the basket. They were all wearing Nick gear. It was like a Nick game on the road. Mikael they, Bridges was They'll booed. never have a fan base. Mikael Bridges was booed shooting free throws lately. I mean, it was <laughs> Larry, it was the Brook. Now, look, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm mm-hmm. sure that there are some, some legal documents that uh, are holding the Nets to Brook. They should move someplace else. I don't know where, where – does Seattle need a team? Who needs a team in the NBA? Because there's no team that should be forced to go through that when they play <laughs> during rivalry week. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was uh, loud. It was very loud. They were vo- when, the when, MVP chance when Brunson was <laughs> at the free throw line. When Randall put I? back that dunk at the end, <laughs> yes. I thought the roof was going to blow off the place. It was sad. louder than the garden. It was sad. It's sad. It's sad. It is. It's it really sad. Is. And it, it's not like they moved there three. They, when did they move there? 2010, 2012, somewhere been around a while. there? Yeah, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah. If you were going to yeah. start to make some inroads. I think he would have made some inroads by I, it. That was such a pro Nick building. Mm-hmm. It was what ninety ten. That's what it sounded like on, sounded on the TV. Like, it was probably maybe eighty twenty, but it sounded ninety five five at some points of the game, right. especially late that fourth quarter. Yeah, especially late. It really did. The Nick fans really, boy, they travel <laughs> over the bridge. Well, they, don't have to, yeah, they don't have to go far, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they got That's great true. seats. They're sitting right on the baseline. They're yeah. right behind the bench. They're right under the basket. That's that's rough. And that see, rough. Here, here's the sad thing. And Jacques Vaughn's going to get, he will probably, hopefully not, but he will probably be blamed for this reason mm-hmm. because they play competitively for three quarters. Right. And the fourth quarter is the issue. Somebody in that organization is going to say it's coaching. Why is it that we can't finish games? We can start them. We could be played the first half strong, 
And you've got the last couple of the last four losses that they've had. They they've been blown away in the fourth quarter. The only game the game that they won when they beat the Lakers by twenty, they were so far ahead. The Lakers they they couldn't blow the game. Right. So you know you're going to start looking at fourth quarter execution. But when you just look at that game, it's almost as if the Knicks felt like if we can stay close, we'll be okay in the fourth quarter. And they just turned up the issue in the fourth quarter, and they were better. And if that is what they thought, they were absolutely right because they outscore them 32-18, and now that's uh, the fourth game. The Clippers, it was a 22-0 run, yeah. 22-0. Uh, they blew an 11-point to Portland. They blew a 16-point lead to the Heat. Yes. And tonight, Knicks are able to uh, make the plays down the stretch, much to the delight. I mean, boy, those Net fans, they're very gracious. They cheer for the other team. Sportsmanship lives in Brooklyn, apparently, Larry. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I'm sure the Knicks are going to get a tongue lashing at the film session tomorrow morning. They gave up 36 points in the third quarter, Gordon. And they couldn't find Mikel Bridges. He was open all mm -hmm. night. He got any shot he wanted. He was outstanding. He, he was he he was great. Cam, uh, Cam Johnson got off to the quick start, hitting the threes and everything. And, and you, you had a sense that the Nets were really focused on coming out and putting – they wanted to take out the Clipper loss on the Knicks. Mm -hmm. And that's how they started the game. But, you know, and they played well for most of the game. They just couldn't – you know, they just – they need that point guard. It's not – okay, it's not <laughs> – I'll tell you who it isn't, Gordon. And there's no question about that. It is not Dennis Smith Jr. He is not that point <laughs> no, guard. Okay? No, no. It's not him. M many teams have tried that, and yeah, it no, has no, not no. worked for many teams. Including uh, the Knicks. And, and I know this is more about the Knicks, and we'll get into the Knicks clearly, but for the mm -hmm. Nets, they're like the worst place to be. They're yeah. not any good. They don't really have – they don't have any picks, right? Not, none of their own picks. So nothing like tanking is not going to help them because they don't no. have any picks. Uh, they, they don't have a fan base. They have nothing to rely on. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like kind of like a, um, a, an organization that's kind of adrift at sea. And it, it's not – usually if you have a, a, a bad – it's just complete apathy. Yeah. Apathy for whatever fan base they have and, and the team. Like they have some nice players, mm -hmm. but nobody's tuning in to, to, to check out uh, Bridges or, or, or Johnson or Nick Claxton, who I thought was very good tonight he as well. It's just yeah. it, it's, it's like – rebounds. They're not bad enough to be bad. They, they can't be bad because they have no picks, and they're not close to really being good. They're kind of just in the middle ground, which is the worst place to be. It is. And Spencer Dinwiddie, who is their starting point guard, zero points tonight, 0 of 4 from the field, all threes, no free throws, four assists in 19 minutes. Um, they need a point guard. It's as simple as that. They need a functioning point guard that would help them. It, I'm not saying it makes them a, a playoff team, Gordon, but right. at least it, it helps them in the fourth quarter where they have these troubles. They had 18 points in the fourth quarter. 18. 18. That's not good. No. Um, and I was listening to the K show today, and Michael, I'm not sure where he saw the report, but that the, the Nets had turned down four number one picks for Bridges. Mm. If that's true, they're dumb. Because they're they're not going any. This group here is not really going anywhere. Yeah, and it feels like this is a complete teardown, and it's going to take a couple of years to to get through the rough part of it after all the trades with with the big three and all that. But mm -hmm. yeah, they just seem like they're kind of a lost organization, and um, 
you know, like in the Knicks' darkest day of, of trying to get someone to come to their organization when they weren't very good. Yeah. At least they had a fan base. At least they had fans that you could. Yeah. That, that supported the team. That was that had to be demoralizing. That's embarrassing. Your your home building, your team yeah. is getting booed. Your best players getting booed. Yeah, shooting. And it's goals. not a surprise either. It's not like no. a one time thing. No. And, and listen. If I if if when the Knicks were struggling, if somebody had offered the Knicks four first round picks for one of the players, anybody, I, you you, I would have said please, absolutely, yes, of course, yes. four first round picks. I mean, Sean Marks is not bad picking draft. Pick. I mean, he's not bad making moves, right? He's and I don't care bad. where the picks are coming from. If you got four of them, chances are one of them is going to be pretty good. Absolutely, <clears throat> and you and even if they're lottery protected, yeah. you still have a shot, even if mm-hmm. they're lottery protected. All right, line them up, 1-800-919-3776. We'll take your phone calls from the Nets and Nick fans. But first, Gordon, let's talk about some of the things we'll be chatting about inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. For this Tuesday, January 23rd, well, the Bucks said bye-bye to first-year head coach Adrian Griffin after 43 games, and Doc Rivers, according to uh, CNN, has taken the job. He is now the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's fascinating, Gordon. This is a team that, okay, they seem to be okay. They've got one of the top records in the league. I know defensively there's been some questions, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting move in the middle of the season. CNN is breaking basketball news now? When when did this happen? I thought they had bigger things going on there. Uh, Explain this one to me, Larry. Yes. Now, I get it. The Bucks had a very good record, but apparently now you, you see all these stories come out about issues behind the scenes. But explain mm-hmm. this to me. So Adrian Griffin was in his first year. And, yes. And for whatever reason, things were not meshing well behind the scenes. Right. But now there's a report that has come out that Griffin was getting advice this entire time from Doc Rivers. Well, supposedly the Doc Rivers advice did not come for the full season. Uh huh. It came in, I'd say, uh, around the uh, the, the season tournament. Cup. Yeah, around okay. the cup. That's when they started because they saw there were some issues. And and what the first issue was, he got into a verbal disagreement with Terry Stotts, mm-hmm. and Terry Stotts quit. So that but, was the start of okay, what's going on here? There's something, you know, like you know, kind of like Dable Wait Martin there. All right, but Stott said, "No, I'm not dealing with this." So then, obviously, there were some players that started mumbling, and Doc Rivers had already interviewed for the job, but they went with Adrian Griffin, and so then they started asking Doc Rivers, "Could you, you know, what, could you help him out a little bit?" Allegedly, could can, can you do us a solid? Mm-hmm. And in exchange for that, if it Probably now. This is this is just me now. This part. This is just me. I would think the understanding was if it doesn't work out, then you know, you'll have the inside track at replacing him if we decide to make that move. But here's what I don't get: mm-hmm. Griffin's a first-year coach. He gets advice from Doc Rivers. Apparently, that advice is not working out that well because Griffin got fired. But then they go and hire the guy who was giving the advice. Unless Adrian Griffin didn't listen to what he said. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so that's it's the very. Question. What a, what a situation they got going on there. It is. No they really missed it. out by not hiring Nick Nurse. Wasn't, wasn't Nick Nurse supposed to go there when they first fired uh, yeah. Budenholzer? 
Yeah, but you see, I don't know that they should have moved on from Budenholzer. Well, clearly not now. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Budenholzer they, somewhere is is uh, having a nice adult beverage, sitting back and relaxing. I would think. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's tough. I mean, he. I mean, during that playoff run, Gordon, he lost his brother. Right. You know, so I mean, you know, logically, his mind could have been, you know. Maybe the work was the thing to try to get off, but it's his brother. I mean, you know, give him a break. But they did not. They moved on from him. Uh, I don't know whether, you know, Giannis said, I want him out or whatever happened. But then, Gordon, let, let's be honest, though. Here's the other other side of this. You got issues defensively? Well, I mean, you did move on from one of the top backcourt defenders in the NBA to trade him for scoring for Dame Lillard. That's true, right? I mean, Drew Holiday is one of the top backcourt mm-hmm. defenders in yep. the league. He's outstanding. And so, you know, you, you give up to get. And so they needed to make some adjustments defensively, but they didn't do it. So Doc Rivers, I was looking forward to hearing him for the postseason with us doing some TV games. Not not happening. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he was, <laughs> who's that on the phone? Oh, I got to go. I got to take this. <laughs> exactly. Miami playing Let's Make a Deal. They acquired Terry Rozier from the Hornets for Kyle Lowry in the 2027 first-round pick. Hornets 10 and 31, who are beginning to accumulate future assets ahead of the February 8th trading deadline. We'll get a lottery-protected pick in 2027 that becomes unprotected in 2028. So they play Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, I heard that name, uh, Kyle Lowry, pop up with the Knicks some lately. Yes, I, I, I gotta. I, I'm a big believer. If the Heat are done with you, I'm done with you. I, yeah. I don't want any part I'm of it. I'm good. That. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, <laughs> we always talk about officials, right? Be it NBA, NFL. Mm-hmm. Monday's Hornet Wolves game, Gordon had not one, not t- never mind, ten missed calls in the final two minutes. <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten. Hornets came back from an 18 point deficit to win 128-125. Three of the incorrect calls favored Minnesota, while six favored Charlotte, including a missed shooting foul that would have given Carl Anthony Towns a chance to give the Timberwolves a lead with less than five seconds left. And there's another one that's that's unaccounted for because they listed nine. So they even screwed up the report on all the screwed up calls. <laughs> exactly. Angel Hernandez is like, this is ridiculous, all these missed calls. This is, can't stand for this. You know what he says? And they talk about me. And they talk about him. Well, rightfully so. He is terrible. But, uh, yeah, that's that's awful that there was that many missed calls. NBA suspended Cavaliers Tristan Thompson for 25 games. According to the league, he tested positive for a growth hormone and another uh, hormone commonly used as, used by bodybuilders and weightlifters for muscle enhancement. So bye-bye Tristan Thompson. But now he's never going to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's, that's sad. Sad yeah. the way this ends. And maybe the NBA Hall of Fame. Was, <laughs> I think he was safe on anyway. that one anyway. <laughs> Not that he was going anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, we'll talk about the Hall. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, we'll talk about that in a second, but I, I have to do this. This is just for you. Ready? Yeah. Nationals agreed to a one-year $5 million deal with Joey Gallo. Hey, Joey Gallo has a new home. 21 home runs and 332 at-bats with the Twins in 2023. Although he struck out 42.8% of the time. That's the highest single-season mark ever for a player with at least 300 plate appearances. But somebody thinks they can fix him. I can fix him. Bring him over here. I can fix him. Yeah, well, look, what are the Nationals doing, right? They're not contending. So if they, yeah. it's like a lottery ticket. They're, they're hoping they scratch it off and they find the, 
the three cherries or whatever you do on scratch off tickets. Yeah, I mean he was he was brutal with the Yankees, and uh, at least at least he was brutal. The next he went to the Dodgers, he stunk there. He went to the Twins, it was the same thing there. So uh, at least it wasn't one of those ones with the Yankees. It didn't work out here like uh, mm-hmm. Sonny Gray, and then he leaves, and all of a sudden he's awesome again. So yeah. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer. Elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Beltre got 366 votes. That's 95.1. Helton, 307, 79.7. And Maurer, 293, 76.1, exceeding the 75% election threshold. Gary Sheffield received 63.9 support percent, and that's 246 votes. What was his 10th and final year on the ballot? Billy Wagner fell short, receiving 73.8% in his second to last year on the ballot, missing induction by only five votes. So I think he's got a he's got a good shot next year. Oh, he's definitely going to be. I don't think he should, but at this point, the Baseball Hall of Fame has ruined itself because the – look, I'm open to debate. I'm open to the the, 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 the new stats and all this type of stuff, but now mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. All the guys who we all know are Hall of Famers you're not putting in because of the steroid stuff, so now you're putting in all these other guys who are not at that same level. Yeah. You got to have somebody in there. Uh, you have <laughs> to have somebody. They want to have that day every single year, so – they have to put somebody in there, I guess. I, 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 it's just going to come off as like bitter Yankee fan, but I saw okay. somebody who posted this on Twitter. I forgot who it was. How is mm-hmm. Joe Maurer getting in? And, and Jorge Posada was like off the ballot in the first round of voting. Yeah, I know. Go True. look at those numbers. I know. It's ridiculous. And, and it, you're, you're telling me Todd Helton, and I'll take, I'll take Mattingly out of it. You're telling mm-hmm. me Todd Helton was a better first baseman than Keith Hernandez? No. Absolutely not. He wasn't. Ah, it's ridiculous. He wasn't. And listen, I can't blame him. It's not his fault. No, of course. I'm not blaming but, him either. But No, but I'm saying, but Gordon, I mean, you know, the fact that he was playing in Coors Field didn't hurt right. him. Right. No, it did not. Didn't hurt him. Not his fault, but I mean, you know, makes you wonder. Those are a few of the stories we'll be chatting about here inside this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. When we return, we'll chat with you on the phones. Knicks win. We'll hear from the Knicks fans. What was it like? Invading the Barclays Center. And for the Net fans, how you guys let the Knicks roll up in there and, and, and boo your team while they're shooting free throws? Chart, chant, you allow people to chant MVP in your building. I need an explanation next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let's get to the phones. Let's do it. Omar's in Brooklyn. Oh, my goodness. That's a shock. <laughs> oh, you're going to demo. I just wanted to call for you. You know why? Because I had to get it after two days of pain and sorrow. Uh, you know, like I get over it. But the thing is, I come to realize that we were not beating Baltimore. We were better than uh, Kansas City. But Mahomes and Andre Reid is better than McDermott and Josh Allen. That I realized. That's why I gave them that 2% chance, uh, a 20% chance out of 8 out of 10 I thought of the win because the game is in Buffalo. But I never thought that we were going to beat Baltimore. Baltimore is going to, they are going to dominate the AFC Championship game and they're going to dominate the Super. It's not even going to be close. Baltimore is clear. Is this how you sleep at night? This is what you tell yourself? (laughs) Yeah, that, that's what I tell myself. No, but I realized at that time, too, that we are not beating Baltimore while we were playing that game. Wide right, uh, I thought we exercised the demons. But, you know, sometimes uh, 
it reimburses. Uh, uh, That's the thing about reimburse. demons. Uh, it, demons it don't go away. Because, yeah. I, I, you know how? I thought because the Hail Mary uh, thing would happen and the uh, Musical City guy died, so maybe this is our year, but it doesn't. Sometimes all these 25, 30 years of pain came back with wide right, but the wide right is not my problem. I thought that Dick's catch, and after that, when Dick was wide open and he went for an end zone, and a lot of quarterback, a lot of offensive coordinators say that you go for uh, the score, but... Diggs, if we, he would have gone a little bit, the whole game he was doing. And the thing is, two minutes remaining when the a, a timeout happened, every Bills fan t- thought that we are going to win this game. And you know why? Because Josh Allen is not going for a, a home run. And that wide open, he went for a home run. I don't doubt it because he got hit while he was throwing that ball. I don't blame Josh Allen. Uh, the wide, the wide right field goal is. Mm-hmm. If they still have one da, one minute forty three seconds uh, remaining, yep, they still would have been yep, easily scored the field goal. Thirteen seconds remaining. So that's not uh, why we lost the game. We lost no. the game. You lost the game because you weren't as good as the Chiefs. Uh, uh, Chiefs, were, Chiefs. The Mahomes is better, and Reed is better. That's yep. the only thing I can come to conclusion. We were a better team, but these two players, these two factors, are going to stick with us, like. Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson were better than our coach every time. I thought this was my year. I came over it now. Now let's go to the Knicks. I come to realize we have to make a deal now. Miami Heat made a deal, right? But the deal is not going to be for a superstar. Either I need, I don't need only Clarkson from Utah Jazz. If I'm going to get a Clarkson who can score, but he cannot defend, I need Kyle Onyek with it in the package deal to make if you have to give the, the two first rounder because I get the size and he can extend the floor with a three-pointer and he's a great defensive player. And I cannot count on Mitch Robinson. But if we are not going to get Kyle Onyek just for Clarkson, then I will go for Murray or Brogdon. Brogdon, my first choice, because he's a little bit less expensive, but I will go for Murray. But if I'm just going Clarkson... I have a shooter. He doesn't play defense uh, 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 Fournier. He can score, but he doesn't play. So Tibbetts uh, uh, is not going to like Clarkson because he can score. Oh, my God. All right, this Omar. What, thanks yeah. for checking in, my friend. Good hearing from I'm glad we could hear from you. Oh, my God. Where do we go? I mean, how many times did he say wide right? What, what, did this, he use, what term did he use more, demons or wide right? Uh, wide right. Yeah, wide right. <laughs> That is the demon. Yeah, that the is demon the demon. Is wide right. Yeah. Spikes and St. Pete. What's up, Spike? You got to take a deep breath. He vented. He, that's for you, Gordon. Elmar's paying you back. That's uh, it is, that it's nice me. that he showed up. I was worried about him. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. You know, he works at night. He's a good guy. He's got a lot of, lot of passion. Look, the reason the crowd was like that, first of all, it's about about 40% of the price to get into that building, and they've been dominating there. And then that's your right, Gordon. They offered turned down four picks for uh, Bridges, who's terrific. Another Villanova guy. Uh, but, look, the Knicks are playing very well in the fourth quarter. I, I didn't see the final box score, but I do know they got a, close to a double-double in the 48 minutes out of the center position between mm-hmm. Achua and Sims. And yes. it was pretty good for Sims. He wasn't bad. And uh, Ananobi made, what, three steals in the fourth quarter? Yes. I mean, that guy's a, he's a machine. 
He's a machine. And, uh, yes. you know, you live with Randall's turnovers, and you won the game you're supposed to win. So what is it now, Larry? 20 and 0 against 19 and 0. 19 and 0. Yeah. Yep. 19 and 1. 19 like and 0. Oh, 19 and 0. Oh, oh. 19. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. There you go. And that's why I, 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 today, Larry, when I communicated with you, I said to you that Cleveland's won eight in a row, but they, they didn't beat anyone. It yeah. was just a bunch of, it was a bunch of everyone was 10 under. Uh, look, it's going to be what it is. I saw tonight again, too. I'm watching who, I'm starting to look for playoff position like we used to do in the 90s. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at Indiana. Every time they play a decent team, they score 108 points. Yeah. When they play a crappy team, they score 150. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just thinking, you know, third or fourth. Uh, last night, you know, I don't like Carl Anthony Towns. And what Chris Finch did last night in the post game, verbally attacked him without saying his name. Did you hear that? No, I, I did. did not hear it. Oh, yeah. So Chris, Finch, Chris Finch pulled him out of the game. He had 44 points in the first half. Now, mm-hmm. he plays small. We know that, but he can right. shoot. So the game's real tight. I've watched the game. They're never getting away from them. And then he, his legs start going. You know, you played, so, you know, your legs go. And he's chucking and chucking like Cam Thomas last night. And they call a timeout, and Edwards isn't getting a smell of the ball. And mm-hmm. he gets him in the huddle. And you can see he's pointing at him, and, and Edwards get him the ball. They're leaving him open. And he took – he missed four three-pointers. He was two for ten – he had 62. He had two for 10 in the fourth quarter. And Chris Finch in the post game, he's a good young coach. He's not so mm-hmm. young. He mm-hmm. says, he says, I, there's things that are immaturity on this team and you have to play defense too in this game. And that was directed right to call Anthony Towns with no his question $45 about million dollar salary. I want no part of him. I got it. Spike, I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. The musical city guy died, so maybe this is our year.